0: Hi, I'm Paulina. Hi, I'm Brescia. And we're sisters, friends, daughters, wives, and business owners. And
1: we're just following our dreams, you know, working to be a better version of ourselves every day. All right. And we're also moms. Welcome, Welcome to, to the, the Supermamas Supermama Sisterhood.
0: Sisterhood. Hello. Hello. Hi, Supermamas. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Supermama's Sisterhood. Welcome to your favorite podcast, Super Mamas Podcast, with your favorite host, Paulina Brice Lopez. I mean,
1: am I your favorite host now? Am I your favorite co-host now, Paulina? I feel like I'm you being replaced. Are. I mean, I'm being replaced today. <laughs> I had a last minute. I didn't have a last minute. I just think that I need to start being more... I don't know how to say this. Past few weeks... I haven't been really on top of my calendar like I usually am.
0: What? What's so, what's going on with you? What's what's you up? Know, what's, it's what? just
1: it's just like a lot of things happening at the same time. Right? Yeah. So, I didn't realize that I had booked a meeting with somebody at the same time that you and I were supposed to do the podcast. And at that point I had to decide and I went the other route. Mm-hmm. But it's okay. It's okay because you had a great co-host that I might be replaced by. Can we talk about how, how is it with you recording with someone else? And let's talk about our wonderful friend.
0: It was fun. I mean, you know, I, I was talking to our producer, Beth, shout out to Beth. It was great. What's up, producer Beth. What's up, producer Beth. So, and I was telling her that it's the cool thing about co-hosting with friends because we were just having like a really cool conversation or friend or dear, dear, dear friend. He's, He's like he's, he's a super papa. First of all, I had a co-host Shout who's a Gilbert. super papa, Gilbert Mescal, and I I I learned things about him that I had no idea. I didn't know he he shared the story of how he met his wife. He shared the story of his daughter. He shared about his fears as a parent. We it, all we talk about was parenting, and he was like, "How am I even here? Just talking about parenting stuff." I I'm know. Like, I know what happened to you. Who are you? He's like a grown man
1: now. I'm like, oh, he's a full grown adult.
0: He also shared about the first time that he heard about you. He said that you were the one that brought him into the mezcal world because apparently there was a, a cocktail named under you sweet brisia or something like that with illegal. After me, not under me. What do you mean under me? After you. Like right after you, like sweet Borisia. A you
1: Back in my day, I
0: had a few mascot cocktails
1: named after me, yes.
0: He said that he, he came across that video and that's how he met. And then he met you and Fernando and fell in love with Fernando. As of everyone does. As everyone uh, does. Fell in love with Fernando. And then he just went from there. And so yes. it was really fun. He's a it family really, friend. Really,
1: really dear family friend. We've known him forever. I feel like I've watched him grown up. I mean, he's, I think my brother, he's Fernando's age, I think. So I've always seen him like as a little brother. and sort of seeing him grow up the same way we've seen Fernando grow up from just hanging out, partying, being together as, as, you know, community, and then seeing like your little brother, you know, meeting a woman that he fell in love with and now having a daughter and just seeing him change as a human being has just been awesome and everything he's doing and now he's doing his own thing and just watching the journey unfold for him makes me so happy. I was really bummed to miss this show, but... I'm also glad that you and him got to connect in that way because I do feel that Fernando and I are closer to him Uh, and that way you get to know him a little bit better. And yeah, he's another part of the Lopez family. He's a Lopez, a family adoptee for sure. And we've (laughs) hung out in Oaxaca a bunch. You know, my parents Mm -hmm. love him. He is just, and he's made a few hats too for my husband. He helped me create this wonderful experience for my husband and surprise him. And he was such a sport, like really... Going all in on the like keeping the
0: secret. Did he tell you about that story? No, he didn't tell. Ta- we didn't even get to there. We 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 were just talking about kids. I'm telling you, oh. we were just talking about kids. We didn't really get to talk. For about For
1: anniversary husband. one year, my husband had been wanting a hat from him forever, and has been and had been trying to hunt him down and hunt him down. So I called him and I was like, "I want you to make this hat for him, exact." So him and I designed it, oh. and then my husband. But he was like ditching my husband on purpose because I didn't want my husband to like do the hat because I wanted to do it. So Uh finally, my husband and I had a conversation with him on a, like the day before Thanksgiving, which is our anniversary. Mm -hmm. So I was like, okay, fine. You got to call him. So when he gave me, when Gilbert delivered me the hat, I said, okay, like now you take the call with my husband. So my husband had a whole conversation with him about how he wanted the hat to sign, how he wanted it, the whole thing. And then Gilbert's like wait list at the time. I don't know if it's the same thing, but at the time it was like four weeks out. So my husband was expecting to get this hat six weeks after the conversation. And then that night I gave him the hat that he had talked to him about that morning. So he was just like, what? And Gilbert was like pretending like, hey, I haven't seen you in a long time. How are you? It was like really, you know, just really went in all in on the, on the, on the surprise. Really? No, yeah. we
0: didn't talk about mm-hmm. that. such a fun story. And then oh, when my husband opened story. the
1: present, was like he was like just didn't really understand what was happening, almost like <laughs> a shift in time. Because he was like, Wait, I was just talking about this hat this morning. Like, how it was like magic. Like, how did this appear in front of me? I'm like, because I've been working on this hat forever, and he's been purposely dodging your calls <laughs>
0: <laughs> that is so fun yeah i told mm-hmm. them that i was gonna take my husband to 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 get up to get fit for a hat too My husband yeah. loves hats but i'm not sure which one to get but yeah no that it was fun we missed you though i mean we did miss you we, we yeah. miss, i miss you sister i miss you of course i miss you, you. it's me. not the it's, same I gotta, without I you i have to
1: like i have to you know have to, have to i have to remind you what you got sister
0: remind you <laughs> yeah i was like damn, i miss i miss my co-host i miss my other colleagues. I, you know, like I miss the, I miss the roasting, <laughs> the roasting I mean, of each other. <laughs> well, I'm gearing up for a birthday party this you.
1: weekend. I'm gearing up for a birthday party. How is
0: that going? I mean, I love that you're like, it's a one and go, just do it, go out. get out. It's the girl, best thing, right? It's not though. <laughs> it's
1: not. not. Of course it's not because number one, I am not used to having a one and go party. I'm not used to just a location party. This is my first on on-location party. What I mean by on-location party is we're going to do a laser tag party and I want it to be very simple, right? I'm going to show up to the location, have them take care of it, peace, right? Yeah, uh-huh.
0: But it just got out of hand. <laughs> as, got out of as hand. per usual in the Lopez family.
1: <laughs> because one, I, I hadn't gone to the place. I went to the place and my husband was like, Listen, this place—it's about the laser tag, so don't worry about anything else. I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, just—it's a laser tag place. It's the only laser tag place that we found near the house. I'm like, I'm sure it's fine. Mm." Let's just say it's not really what I would have picked. So I was like, what? I was like, but I mean, but it—it's going to serve the purpose. My son's gonna have a lot of fun, and the kids are gonna have a lot of fun, which is the main part of it. But of course. I was like, okay, so where are we going to set up? Like, where are the tables? And like, these are the tables you have. Like, this is the stuff you have. These are the chairs you have. Like, you know, so I'm not going to do a. I'm not going to do it up. But I mean, I'm going to get some balloons just to kind of liven up the place a little bit, yeah. you know. And then at the end, when we realized we got every like a hundred a percent RSVP rate, I realized like, oh,
0: this is a lot more people than I expected. Yeah, I know.
1: And then, you know, in the beginning, no one really is like, oh, no, we're going to have half the people. And then all of a sudden, last minute, everyone's like, oh, never mind. After all, I am going to be able to make it. And then, oh, yeah, we are going to go. Oh, yeah, we are driving from San Diego. And I'm like, this went from 30 to 50 in a couple of days.
0: So oh, my I'm God, I know. 50
1: people. And then the space is like kind of small. So, I mean, it's going to be great. And it's it's like a, it's a kind of an arcade, kind of an arcade too. So, I think the kids are just going to have fun. So I think I'm just yeah. going to... And then, so my husband's going to go
0: get quarters today, the bank, to give kids quarters so they can play too. Nice. I was I was looking at the invitation to see like, you know, what time it started this morning. And then I kept scrolling down and I saw your guest list and I was like, low-key, ashamed. Because he was like, I don't know, Joey, two, you know, uh, whatever. You know, three, Andres, three. Lopez sisters, five. I'm like, oh my god, qué pena! Like, I'm like, I'm two, two, three, and then five. I'm like, Jesus, that's me in every party. So I'm like, I have to edit down that down when we get invited to party. Someone's it's, gonna have to stay behind because like, that's a hell lot of I people. I am,
1: I am the person that leaves open. I, I hate giving people the number. Right? It's like just yeah. come with, just come. It doesn't matter. I like it really bothers me when people just give you like a one. You know when they invite yeah. you somewhere and it's like, one I'm like, no, pues mejor no voy. <laughs> like, you know,
0: <laughs> this is every I gotta take us all or, with or me. leave us behind. Yeah, yeah. No, I know. I was like, wow, and we we have another party after your party because last week I had two of parties have with a one party cancel. After, of course you have a party after a party. You have three daughters. Yeah, my so Saturday. My, my, <laughs> it's a it's like it's non-stop this month i can't you know march is march and october are my birthday months and it's just crazy it's too many birthdays too many things i i've gone to i've gone to get gifts a few times and i'm like i should just got all of them at once and I'm asked the you, be Oreo, like, you know? know
1: how mom had under her stairs <laughs> she has a little a room and it's full of presents and she just has them <laughs> so she has her own That's store she has like her too. own mini target <laughs> So she goes and she goes shopping like, oh, I think I'm going to give her this or that. Like she has, she doesn't have to go anywhere. She just buys a bunch of stuff. Yeah. It's underneath her, ta- her 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 staircase. And that's where you go shopping for presents when you
0: go to a party. Because she goes to I that I do have a party. papeleria. I have a papeleria where you can get, you know, bags and tissue paper and all of that. I do have that. I have party supplies. stores as I well. went
1: to your house before <laughs> my friend's baby shower to get what I needed. I'm like, I don't need to shop for anything. My sister's got it. <laughs> and I went shopping for I house. had
0: it. I had it too. <laughs> even the one thing that you said that I couldn't find, I found later. I was like, I actually do have the pins that I you need. Even... <laughs> I was like, I found two packages. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> See? I know. That I mean that room, I told you that room, that room is like the black hole where everything goes to die. It, Dad stayed in my house, uh, you know, for a few days and he was like, I love that room. And I was like, why? He's like, because I can't leave my mess there, and no one's gonna say anything because it's already messy. <laughs> He's like, that's my favorite in your room in your house. <laughs> I'm like, okay, Dad. He was like, I puedo ser, I puedo ser desordenado, and nadie me va a decir nada. <laughs> I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah, no he- <laughs> Okay, for well, let's get to
1: the let's let's get to the juicy part of the show. Let's have Gilbert on. For those of you who don't know who Gilbert is. Number one, he's a brand ambassador for Illegal Mezcal. He also runs his business with his wife. Uh, it's called Pachuco Supply. We talked about the hats, but not for everybody to know, check him out on Instagram, Pachuco Supply Co. Chicano owned, because he's a Ch- Chicano, obviously, is based in Southern California. He actually has a store not far from our office in downtown LA, Arts District area. Like, I would say borderline East LA, borderline downtown LA. He's an Anaheim native. For those of you who live in California, Anaheim is where Disneyland uh-huh. is. So he's a Disney Disneyland. native. Disneyland. Disney Disneyland. He's from Disneyland. He's from Disneyland. He was born. He's in from Disneyland. Dis- he was. He's from Disneyland. <laughs> and I think he attributes like his love for for culture and commitment to a community from his father. He has. A, he had a really special relationship with his father, and yeah, I mean, he's. Honestly, he's bounced around this this country too. I, I don't know if you guys got into it, but he's lived in California, uh, New York, Mexico, Oaxaca, Oaxaca. He's, he's a worldly man. I mean,
0: worldly—that's not world, but yes. <laughs> you know, he's he's of the world. This man, he's of the world. Did you know that he wanted to be a chef? Did you know he was going to go to culinary school? Maybe no, we learned things about him.
1: Yeah, I was no, like, that oh makes wow, sense. but he he was he's a. He was what they called back in the day, a mixologist. Mixologist. That word, is out, a mixologist. That, the word, that word is a little outdated now,
0: but back in the day, that's what you would call a mixologist. And now he's a dad and he's an amazing dad. He's committed dad. He's a scared dad. And I told him just, I'm like, you're a great dad. You're even like, you're worrying about this. You're a great dad. He was like, Aww. thank you. <laughs> thank you. Aww. well, without further
1: ado, here is Paulina's interview with our brother from another
0: mother Gilbert Marquez Gilbert Marquez Okay so welcome to the show Gilbert how are you my friend Thank
2: you Very good thank you
0: I have a special co-host today I'm going to say I might just switch co-host after today not gonna lie a ver a <laughs> ver que tal nos va What's up Gilbert how are you
2: oh, It's going really good here in my shop in Los Angeles on what seems to be the end of the rainy season. So I'm hoping for that.
0: Oh, man, I hope so. I am so tired of the rain. Yeah. I mean, I like the rain, you know, it's a good, it's it, the idea of the rain is nice. It's like, oh, my God, we need rain. And three months later, we're like, OK, that's it. Like, when is it? Yeah, like, I'm done. I'm over it. Let's get sun. I need sun. It's
2: it's like there's there's a drought and and we need this rain. And then what's better than a uh, panecito with hot chocolate? when it's raining but when it starts to feel like seattle
0: (laughs) i know (laughs) i love seattle too but like no it's like i read somewhere that it has the highest rate of depression because of the weather so i'm like uh i think we need sun yeah yeah plus the other day i was trying to wear some shorts and i was like can i wear some shorts right now look at this i need my skin needs some sun my my brown caramel skin needs some sun yeah i need sun so before we, before we get into it, Gilbert, for all the super mamas that don't know you for some weird reason, <laughs> that they're living under a rock, tell us who you are, what you do, who you live with, where you at. Tell us all things, Gilbert, before we get going.
2: So my name is Gilbert Marquez. Some people call me Gilberto. I am a first generation Mexican-American or Chicano from Los Angeles. My family's from Mexico. I am the founder and designer for Pachuco Supply, a hat company based out of Los Angeles. And I'm also the global ambassador for Mezcal Ilegal, an artisanal mezcal from Oaxaca, from Matatlan specifically. And I'm married. I have a daughter. My daughter's name is Frida. She is my everything. She is three years old.
0: And that automatically qualifies you to be part of the super mama world. I'm a world. super mama now. You're a super yeah. papa. You are yeah. an, a super papa. So it's all the same thing. We're all in mm-hmm. this together. I love the fact that I see a michelada in the back of you. Yeah.
2: It's it's what ties my world together. It's what makes my Sundays. <laughs> oh, yay! Uh, yeah, especially yay. after too much mezcal.
0: Oh, my God. There's, There can never be too much mezcal. I think like if you drink it right. And that's what I tell people. When I go to Oaxaca, I mean, you go to Oaxaca a lot as well. So, you know, when you go to Oaxaca, everywhere you go, people give you mezcal, right? From the moment you land, everywhere, everywhere you walk, everyone that welcomes you. Mezcal in Oaxaca is not something that people used to like, oh, let's get fucked up. It's just something mm. that is part of the culture. So I tell people it's so weird when I go to Oaxaca and I drink mezcal all day long. Like if mm-hmm. you drink it right, you really don't get drunk. You're just like yeah. enjoying it, right? You enjoy it. And I, I find it very, very fascinating. People don't really know how to drink mezcal and they get scared. They get really scared of mezcal. I have friends that are like, oh no, no, I don't do mezcal because I got really messed up once over mezcal. I'm like, well, were you shooting it? Were you shooting mezcal? Because you could never do that.
2: Yeah, and, and worse than being scared of mezcal, is having too much confidence with mezcal and just going going after it. One thing that a lot of people don't understand is the maguey is a very, very smart plant. It's a plant que se defiende. It defends itself throughout its whole life. The agave has thorns out in the fields that will poke you and it hurts really, really bad. So they defend themselves in that way. They also, if you chop the agave thorns off and if you chop off the pencas, the agave leaves... Then it starts to secrete this sort of like sap that gives you uh, roñas or makes you break out in hives or it gets really, really itchy. So it's defending itself that way. And then also at the end of its life cycle, once it it becomes mezcal, if you consume too much, it defends itself and you'll know.
0: (laughs) Oh, yeah, for sure. So I've always been curious, Gilbert, how did you get in the, I mean, you know, I was born into it. Ever since I was a little girl, like to me, Mescal is just part of me, you know, it's just part of. But I always, uh, I always get curious because you actually were born here, you know, in mm-hmm. the United States. How did your love for mezcal, where did, how did it grow to what it is today?
2: My love for Mescal, so I wanted to be a chef.
0: Oh, I didn't know that.
2: Mm-hmm. I wanted to be a chef and I wanted to go to Le Cordon Bleu or whatever it would be. And I have quickly realized how expensive it was to go to these type of schools. And at the time, I didn't know that we could start off working in a, in a kitchen and just work your way up to, to chef, as a lot of great chefs have done. I didn't really know. I didn't have that sort of experience. I just wanted that creativity to, to express myself through food. And a more attainable school trade school was bartender school. <laughs> and so <laughs> I went to bartender school. I graduated with all A's <laughs> and I became a bartender. I started working in Seal Beach at a place called 320 Maine and immediately fell in love with the craft of being a liquid chef. You know, some people would say. Yeah. So loved gin and whiskey And all of that stuff. But I always had this connection to my roots. And so it was only a matter of time that I was going to discover mezcal or mezcal was going to discover me, as some people say. And I started doing danza mexica or danza azteca. And I learned about the pre-Hispanic deities and gods. And I learned about Mayahuel. And Mayahuel is the goddess of the agave. And so that really intrigued me and i was going through youtube i started looking at recipes with mezcal and i tasted my first mezcal cocktail but oddly enough one of the first brands that i saw was on a video of someone making a cocktail for bricia called the sweet really? bricia <laughs> yeah oh my god and so it was it was this bottle of this this mezcal with a really cool label called Illegal. and so it really was through a video that I saw of Brescia drinking a cocktail, someone making a cocktail for her was one of the things that opened my eyes to the brand Illegal and to the mezcal world in general, which is fast.
0: That is so funny. Like, just the thought of- I don't like, even how, think she knows that. <laughs> no, I don't think she knows that. And like, that is so, that is so funny because you and us, were actually off camera, off, like, we're just friends. We've We've known each mm-hmm. other for such a long time. I mean, I don't even remember like so many years we've known each other for so long. It's got
2: to be more than ten. It's
0: more, than, more 10 than ten years 10. for sure, more than ten years for sure. And like it's all like full circle, everything. We're all connected somehow. and it's 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 such a beautiful community. I, I love it. I think the food community, the hospitality community, I think even if we don't see each other for a long time and then we get to see each other again, we always have something to talk about, something to share. Mm-hmm. Um, experiences and you know I, I just I love it I love the fact that we're all somehow connected and then did you did you meet Fernando first my brother Fernando or Bricia first
2: I actually met them both I would say officially the first day or uh, the, at the same time the first day I I met Brizia in person was a day I believe I met Fernando Mm. And it was a great day. I think it was like Taste of L.A. or something. One of those events.
0: And you fell in love with Fernando.
2: Immediately. Immediately. <laughs> head over heels. Of course. Everyone does. Yeah, yeah. Everyone yeah.
0: is like, oh, Fernando's the best. He's the, he's the best. I mean, he is the best. But I'm like, yeah. everybody falls in love with Fernando.
2: <laughs> yeah. and And it was cool because you talk about how long we've been friends. We knew each other pre-children.
0: Yes.
2: Yeah, that's that's uh, that's been really interesting to see us all growing that way.
0: I think it's I mean, I think in in the previous show, my sister and I, Brisa and I, because I mean, we always love to talk shit, but (laughs) we were roasting my brother because now that Mm -hmm. he's a dad, he's very different. He's changed a lot. Even my daughters say that like, oh, look at your nano. He's changed ever since he became a dad. And we saw him the other day alone with his child. And we thought it was the funniest thing because Fernando loves to be kind of like in control of himself and with his child he can't, right? He has to, mm-hmm. he's like all over the place and he's like worried about everything. And he's, and he's, my brother is very, he looks up every single little thing. So I bet you he's like, what are the most dangerous things to do with your child, <laughs> you know, to avoid them. And I think it's just so funny to see all of you guys now in a different stage because we met in the party days and then it was like, we all started like getting married, having, now there's like, now you guys are parents. Now you're like the conversation. Like, I think you and I had a conversation the other day about like, yeah, we're not drinking as much, you know, now we're like, I'm like, that's funny how like things change over time. Mm -hmm. Right. Like, I mean, we used to party. Yeah.
2: I I mean, I'd crush a bottle. <laughs> but, <laughs> you but you and I both. You and I both. Yeah, but there was something that happened not immediately when Frida was born, but shortly after, where I really felt like, ah, de aquí soy. Like this is this is actually where I was supposed to be. This is where I wanted to be. This is how I wanted to be and sometimes when you're on your journey of getting to where you'd like to be maybe day to day life spiritually whatever it is when you're on your journey there's a lot of things that 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 you do and people know you for that and it's really interesting to look back and reflect on that and and what people know you for and who people know you for being and knowing that that was never really me i was just kind of like I was on my way to who I am.
0: Oh, yes, yes, yes.
2: Yeah, yeah. So, I love that. So that's uh, interesting. Yeah.
0: Super interesting, right? I was, you know, I always talk to I have three daughters. so I'm always talking to them about like friendships and making relationships and making friendships and mm-hmm. cultivating friendships. And I always tell my daughters, you have to find those friends that you could be friends offline with. Because, yeah. you know, I think we move in this, In this environment where, yes, people are like, what are you doing? What's up with you? What's your project? What's your this? They know you for what you do, but not really for who you are. And I think it's always good to have those friends that you can be yourself with offline.
2: And you can check in with. Yes. Yeah. And you can check in with because I was actually I was talking to my wife about this and I was giving a compliment to a close friend of mine who's also a father. His daughter is about three years old as well. And one of the few people who can offline send me a message. He sent me a message. He's like, let's go have coffee. Let's check in. How are you doing? And I'm like, Damn, that, that's, that's really sweet. And it's really nice to know that someone like him is in my life that, that that would reach out and just say, but then I was talking to my wife about this and she's like, okay, see, that's real friends. But that doesn't mean that when someone doesn't reach out to you, they aren't. Your real friend. It's just, todos tenemos pedos, you know, like we're all so busy. We're all so yeah. busy. And she asked me like, when's the last time you reached out to someone? I'm like, shoot, I haven't reached out to someone. Like I'm over here complimenting this gentleman for reaching out and, and, and checking in. And then I'm looking at myself. I'm like, I haven't reciprocated, but I'm so distracted with different things. Right. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and so uh, it's cool to have friends like yourself, like Fernando, where, after a busy month, a busy three months of projects back to back, we can look at each other and say, Oh, you all right? Yeah, I'm good.
0: And really be happy for each other. I was talking to, you know, I was talking to my husband and, and I think like, I mean, I don't know, you're a guy, um, you know, girls is very different. Girls were very social and very like, what's up girl? You know, like men are very different. I see that. And I was talking to my husband the other day and he was telling me, I want to find friends. Like he legit came up to me and was like, I really want to find friends. And I was like, what do you mean? What do you mean you don't have friends? He was like, Yeah, you know, like, but like friends that I can't just hang out with and go, you know, like what you're saying. It's like, yeah, we get we get caught up so much in the in the wheel, you know, we just keep going, we just wake up, we go, the routine, the thing, the thing, the project, the da da da. And then you're like, huh? I actually just wanna like chill and I wanna have friends. Hmm. Do you find it that now that you're older? Or now that you're a dad, or do you find it harder to make new friends? Or like for you, it's like easy. Like you are able to separate all of those things.
2: Both are true. There were definitely influences that didn't need to be a part of my life. But it can get lonely. And to have that common bond with someone who is going through the same thing, I think is really important. And I believe y'all talk about this a lot, too, is building a community, a network yeah. of of friends. Is, is really important. And the same is true for fathers, but there's so much cultural stigma about talking about certain things that may be bothering you that some people might, because of the way that they're raised, think that it would make them weaker. And so that's concerning. And I wish that I did have more friends where I could just sit down and have coffee with away from all of it. But I was in Oaxaca talking to a really good friend of mine. And I was telling him, it's the gunsalok. I'm tired. (laughs) Me too. He's like, I know. He's like, he's like, I am too. And he's like, but don't worry, it's gonna get better. Your daughter is only three years old right now. And it's because you're constantly thinking about her before you go to bed, when you wake up in the morning, you're thinking about your daughter, you're thinking about your wife or your partner, and you're just trying to make ends meet and you're trying to uh, raise a family. And so that's why you're tired because your, your brain is constantly going. And I turned it around on him where like, this sounds pretty negative, but man, doesn't that just mean that we're as best we can be uh, good fathers? The fact that we are tired, the fact that we are stressed out about these type of things. Unfortunately, that's the byproduct is stress and, and yeah. being tired, but it all comes from a concern from your family.
0: Oh, yeah, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. I think the first, I don't know. I mean, my oldest daughter is eleven, and I finally feel a little bit free. I will tell you mm-hmm. that. my my baby is gonna be six, and I finally feel like Ramiro and I are us again. It yeah. was just his birthday, and I was like, what do you what do you want to do? And he's like, I just want to go away somewhere with you spend time alone and then come back and be with the kids and i don't feel guilty about it anymore i'm not i'm Mm. not like oh my god what are my kids i'm like they're fine you know they're gonna be fine i think at this point after that time him and i are already kind of finding our way back with to each other finding ourselves again so it gets easier gilbert it gets easier yeah Uh, i think the worries change you know the worries change and things change But I always tell young parents or parents of younger kids, kids really come in the middle of you, too. You know, you have this Mm -hmm. relationship and you're like, I love you so much. And like, it's such an attraction and this and that. And then the baby comes and you're like, oh, where did you go? (laughs) You know, because the baby comes to be in the middle and it's a priority for a while. But then, you know, you find yourself again. So it it does get easier. The things change. I am not having fun in the pre-tween Tween teenage age—that's <laughs> a whole. This is easy, dude. This is easy. That. Oh God, well, that I don't know other. because
2: she's three years old, going on <laughs> seventeen already.
0: <laughs> That's what everybody says. Trust me, it's nothing. It's nothing. Now I'm just like sometimes I question myself so much more now. But tell me, I want to know how you how you met your wife. How did you meet your wife? Where did you meet her? This lucky lady. I mean, let's 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 be real. No, like, I don't want her to get upset. But Gilbert had a lot of admirers, still has a lot of admirers out there. How did this lady get lucky? How did you meet her? I I, want to know more about her. I really do.
2: Yeah, so I met my wife, Cynthia, on social media. What? (laughs) Yeah, and... It was through... She slipped
0: in your DMs?
2: No, I, I I slipped into hers. I was looking at some people that were following me. I saw some likes and stuff come through, and I saw her page. And I clicked on it, and I, I, I looked at a couple of the memes and photos that she shared. Mm-hmm. And I was like... She's funny. Yeah. No, not only <laughs> that, but also, like, perfect. There was a meme, like, with Frida Kahlo, something like... When you're a badass, but low key just want to be hugged or something like that. You know, like there's there's like those. And then there was another thing that she posted with a Doc Martin boot duct taped to a high heel. <laughs> and, and so, like, I like those. I, I like that type of that type of humor. I thought that was funny. And so I went to New York. I was the idea was to sublet an apartment for a month or two and stay there for a bit and, and, and work from New York. And we met. I invited her to a concert to go see Chicano Batman. And uh, she didn't make it that night, but I was, and, and I also was late to our first date because oh, I went to the. No. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. No, trust me, I saw it in her eyes when was I. Was it met work? Her. Uh, <clears throat> definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and then you told it, her,
0: welcome to the rest of your life.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. I'll be late to this. I'll be late to podcast. <laughs> yes. Uh.
0: <laughs> I know. I tell that. I I tell that to my. I tell that to my husband and everybody. I'm like, it's just like you have to be a special kind of person when you know that when it comes to these things, you're like, I will be there at eight, but probably eight thirty because I have all these things to do. But I promise I'll make it. Right. Like it takes a special, yeah, yeah. understanding person to be in this in a relationship like that.
2: The thing is, for me, to a fault. I really, really, really hate being late. I, I really, really don't, I don't forgive myself for being late. I'm not, I'm not as passive about that. So it was a, a a really interesting circumstance that got me late there, but we weren't dating. We didn't know each other really at all, but there was something in my gut that because I I told her I'm be, I'm gonna be late and I tried calling her I tried messaging messaging her and she was she just didn't answer me, uh, and and for good reason she was yeah of course, but there was something there was something in my brain or heart or whatever was like just keep trying just try to meet up with her, like, just get this done, like actually meet up with her and apologize in person rather than just forget about this, okay? And so I'm really glad that I did that. And I'm really glad that she answered and and was forgiving enough to uh, say, okay, we'll go out for a later drink. And and we did, and we did. And it was strikeout after strikeout. On my part, I was messing up left and right. So I show up late to our first date and uh, she had already eaten because, you know, why wouldn't she, she, was why hungry. Would she wait for me? She was hungry. <laughs> and so we went, Let, let's go have drinks. And, and maybe, you know, we'll build up an appetite and eat later, hopefully, because I was hungry. And so we went out, we had a couple of drinks, and we decided to bar hop and go to another bar that was down the street in Manhattan. And it started pouring rain, pouring rain really bad. So we got out of the rain, went into this bar. We got napkins from the bar and started wiping each other off. And we built up an appetite from that walk. And I'm like, okay, let's, let's order some food. And so I order for us being confident and she's vegetarian. And I just ordered <laughs> meat. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, man, this state's going really, really bad. This state's going really bad. Uh, and so it, it was a moment where we're like, okay, let's Let's go all in. Let's see. Let, <laughs> let's see if I can save this. I look at her. I'm like, you want to go get tattoos? And she said, yeah, let's, let's go get tattoos. Cool. What? I have a tattoo here. It's a, a stencil of Diego Rivera. And she got a stencil of Frida Kahlo. So it just, it just matched up enough where if we hold hands, you could see both of them.
0: Oh, my God. That so, is such a cool yeah. story. I would never do that for a guy.
2: No, I, I, I I'm I'm happy and lucky that she did.
0: <laughs> oh my god, that is such a beautiful story. I did not know that story. Oh no, no, she's a yeah. winner. She's a winner, 100. <laughs> yeah, percent. And is. then she moved all the way to LA. Mm-hmm. Dude, that's a good. That's a good one. Right that's but, a good. But woman. you know,
2: yes, and, and and I'm and and I'm very very lucky and happy. Before I met her, there was some situations that I was in where I, I would, I would think to myself, what if, what if I had a, a child with this person? And um, I I just, I couldn't see myself. Maybe I wasn't mature enough and, and maybe it just wasn't the right match. But when I met my wife, Cynthia, and I almost instantly knew that I would love to have children with her, but I, we were also very immature at, when we first met. And now I look back, I'm like, man, this was the best decision. I see how my daughter is being raised and, and, and I see all of the all of the influence that she has on Frida. And so I I'm the lucky one, uh, obviously. Yeah, because Aww, Gilbert. there's something that I, I don't know if it's a Mexican thing, but the, the grandmas always look at the children and then we'll have like side comments about, oh, look at their nails, look at their hair, look at the, this. And yep. I've never experienced that. My mom is the first one to let someone know if the child isn't, quote unquote, being raised right. Yeah. And she she hardly ever has a comment for my daughter, which I don't know. Maybe she Maybe she does. Maybe it's behind her back. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but... No, no, no. I, I can tell That's... you, my mom gets to my house and the first thing she does is check their ears, check their hair, mm-hmm. check their nails, zapatos, y que si no se ha cortado las unas, y que mira las orejas, y que no sé qué, So trust me, like moms do that. So she hasn't if your mom hasn't told you anything.
2: She would tell me. I think, yeah, she's yeah, a keeper. I think she would tell me. She's a hundred percent a
0: keeper. So, so Frida si se va a su, va, a se va a la escuela toda peinada, bien peinadita todas las mañanas. That's it, yeah. Mm-hmm. I tried. I tried, and I gave up. So then I give Cynthia props because it's hard. Like, but
2: you know, it's
0: my kids don't. My kids no se peinan.
2: Who knows what's important too in <laughs> in all of this? Like that. Like that's like that's like ideal. And maybe se presta ma You know, maybe she's like, maybe she's. Easier than than other kids, but who knows what's correct at the end of the day? Yeah. We're just trying. So and and so that's where it's tough to have like that that influence from the mom. Yeah. Because then, like, I know how I ended up. You're <laughs> <So,
0: laughs> <laughs> to fight? But was your mom the yeah. kind of mom that the te todo, like todo like from head to toe? Because you know my mom cuando oh. peinaba. She even put limón on our hair and we couldn't even move because my hair would pull. So yeah. I, every time I tell that to my kids, I'm like, oh my God, if you had grown up with grandma, you would not be mm-hmm. like this. You would not be like Oh, oh. you know what? My, mi mamá agarraba una piedra del río. You know, in Oaxaca, there's like the uh-huh. river, las Scrub piedras del río. And, and then she would rub my body with the piedra. And are you kidding? Do that to my kids? Ah, mm-hmm. eh, son muy oh. delicaditos nowadays. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you don't even know. You don't even know. I mean me bañaban con la piedra. You know, me bañaban con la cubeta mm-hmm. sometimes, and like the kids are <laughs> like, "Uh, it's not. Uh, I need. It's so. It's so hard on my skin." I'm like, "Oh God,
2: please. <laughs> <Police."> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Please, you know what I
0: mean, Exploring. right?
2: That's a. That's one of the things that that I'm fearful about the future is is like, how am I going to confront that, or how am I going to work around, or or how am I going to just explain things to my daughter because uh, I don't want to say the wrong thing. And there's so much information out there that you just always feel like no matter what, you could always find an article about how you're doing something wrong.
0: Always. my, You know, there's uh, the strike happening right now. My my daughter hasn't been in yeah. school. So we, we've we had conversations. We've been having, just having conversations. And I was telling her the other day, you know, parenting is really hard. We were talking about her friends and stuff. And I was telling her, like, parenting is really hard you try to do the best that you can, but you don't really know because you don't know if the way that they raise you is good. Like what, who knows what good is like, you're trying to be their friend at the same time, but also be strict in a way where they can not go off the rails, but like still be friendly and like watch for their feelings, but also like you want them to do the right thing. And I'm like, it's, it's never ending. Like, there's many times at night when I go to bed after they're they're in bed and I like think about, I do an inventory of the interactions that I've had with them through the day and I'm like, man, I fucked up. Man, I should have said mm-hmm. that. Oh my God, you know, this sucks. Yeah. Oh my God, I should. Tomorrow, I'm going to do this differently. Oh my God, like, is she hurting? Should I go hug them? Uh, like, all the time, Like there's just this constant taking inventory of the steps you take as a parent. But it's, who knows? You know, like, yeah. I always I think like after all this time what I think is my parents did the best they could with what they had and I'm doing the best that I can with what I have. Who knows? I'm praying and hoping that the children, my kids turn out good, but who knows? I think at the end of the day it's like I think we're all just doing the best that you can that we can. So As long as we try to do the best that we can, then that's all we can do.
2: That's it. Do the best you can. That's all you can do. And so last night I was actually with my daughter and she didn't want to go to sleep. And so I... It did what was like instinctual to me it was like okay I'm gonna turn off all the lights and it's gonna get scary in here. I'm gonna say you're gonna stay out here by yourself if you don't come to bed. <laughs> and then I'm like, and then I stopped myself. I'm like, wait a minute, is this traumatizing? Like, is this is this bad that I'm saying that? So you're always doing that. And one quote that someone told me over dinner that I I, I was talking to, and we we're just everybody was talking business and we were talking about being parents. <laughs> I know, that, right? That happens. Yeah. <laughs> And so uh, she was saying that her mom once told her something. She came home and she told her mom, Mommy, my teacher said that everyone makes mistakes. And, you know, innocent little comment, right? And her mom told her, Well, I never make mistakes, you know? Oh, shit. So I guess that really affected her uh, for a long time. And one day she, she, spoke to her mom about it and said like, this was like the thing that like really yeah. cut me. And she's, uh, her, the mom said something that I think was really interesting as well. It's like, you know, your whole life I've been trying to find the right school for you, give you the right food, trying to raise you as best I can. And then one thing that you say as maybe a slip up or like a throwaway comment has affected you for so many years, and it's it's interesting to see that and, and and to know that that's out there that that could happen. It could be a throwaway comment that sticks around forever
0: that that happens Gilbert. I will tell you that yeah sometimes I get really amazed at the things that they pick up like I tell them so many things through the day, but the things that they repeat <laughs> to other people yeah. i'm like, what? Like you for out of all that conversation, you got that part. And so it is it, it is very telling, but it's true. Like, I don't know about how you were brought up, but to me, I can tell you there's one one thing that my dad mentioned, maybe. And maybe he didn't even mention it in a way that he wanted me to like the way that I took it. But I've gone to therapy for years over one thing that he said to me. And like mm-hmm. I've noticed that I've noticed those things with the with the kids, the kids. I'm not really sure. I'm not really sure how as a kid you pick up on on those things or, you know, if if it's because you're vulnerable that day or because something happened that day or something. Mm. But I, I I do see it. I do see it. Like I was telling my daughter the other day, I was talking to her about food and I was telling her like, you know, you need to eat well. And, and then I said, I don't want you to eat off the, I don't want you to grow up and eat off the microwave. But I just meant to say mm-hmm. like, I really want you to eat healthy, wholesome, you know food. like I don't I want you to really try, right? And then she's going around telling people, my mom said she doesn't want me to be a mm. microwave person. And I'm Ugh. like, what? Like you know, and then people are you know, people other are like, oh my God, Alina, you know, hates microwaves. I'm like, it was like, can we talk about the context <laughs> of the comment and why we were talking mm. about that moment? Like we were talking about healthy food and vegetables and things. Yeah. And that is what I mentioned. That, but out of that conversation, my daughter picked up. My mom doesn't want me to be a microwave yeah. person.
2: Yeah, I'm oh like, oh my god,
0: what? Like, so yeah, they do do that. They do do that, and I, I don't, I don't, I don't know. It's hard. I'm telling you. I mean, don't want to scare you. Your daughter's only three, but you know, again, I, you're just doing the best that you can, and just having, I think, having conversations. Because then, after I heard her say that. I went and I was like, look, let me explain this to you again so you can understand. And don't be repeating that shit. You know, people are going to think that I'm yeah. like, you know, I'm like, don't be saying that. Or, well, you know, kids talk, dude. Kids repeat. Teachers know, I'm going to tell you that. Kids know everything that happens in your house. I will tell you that. Mm-hmm. Sometimes when my kids were younger in preschool, the teachers would come and tell me things that I was like, oh my God, I can't believe they repeat that. They know and they repeat everything. They repeat everything to their friends and their teachers. Watch out!
2: <laughs> oh man, I know. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> oh my god, you're you're all worried now. You're
2: all worried. Yeah, no, I, I, this, yeah, I say I say so much stupid stuff. <laughs>
0: you're like, shit. What did I say? What did I say? What did I say?
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> what
0: did I say? That's
2: the that's the don't other worry, one is is uh, the, that's the other one is is uh, bad words. were in that we're in that section uh, yeah. of, of uh, raising her now. And so now I can I'm trying say to figure them, out how to, how to negotiate that. <laughs> yes, that, that's the thing. I can it's, say
0: that they and then,
2: can't. <laughs> and then on cartoons, too. Now there's certain things out.
0: Oh, there's so much. Don't worry. No, no. I mean, I, I, I know it's, it's overwhelming, but you'll be fine. I think you're doing great. The fact that you yeah. are worried. Thank you. The fact that you're even worried about these things. Yeah. You're a great parent. You're a great dad already. Just by even thinking about this. There's people that don't even care. So you just by even thinking and acknowledging, yes, like even. Yeah,
2: the, the part of the conversation I was having with the guy in Oaxaca, uh, it's it's like, yes, yeah, estamos cansados, cansadisimos, but that's just because we care. Exactly.
0: We didn't even get into talking about your business, any of that. We just see when you start talking about kids, that's all they, they take over your life. Ah! They take over your life. Yeah. Yeah. But. Before we leave, I want you to tell the super about your pachuco hat business. How you work with your wife? Yeah. Where we? Where is it? What is it about? Where can we get a hat? Do you have super cool hats? Yeah. So tell us about the pachuco supply.
2: Yeah, uh, thank you. So pachuco supply is a family-owned and operated business out of Los Angeles, California. Right under the 6th Street Bridge and between Boyle Heights and the Arts District. I started making hats about six years ago. Just always wore hats my entire life and and really had a fascination for them that sort of came from my father, who also used to always have hats. He would always wear like small fedoras, straw hats, lowrider hats, some people would call them and and just had a fascination for that. One day I met a hatter in Oaxaca and he showed me his workstation. And I really, really fell in love with the craft of making hats. And so I started bringing hats home from Oaxaca. And what I would do is I would take them apart, put them back together, older hats. And then same thing with like Gorin Brothers hats and Stetson hats that I had around the house. I would take them apart and put them back together and really started looking into how to make them from scratch because this was cool, but my personality was not one that would buy something and then reshape it. I didn't, that's not my personality. My personality is like, let's figure out how to make this from scratch. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I started doing some research and found people who sell the raw materials and just graduated from the University of YouTube, (laughs) just watching videos watching. And, and the hard part about being a hatter is that people don't really share knowledge. It's one of those, there's a lot of gatekeeping. There's, there's mm. a, a lot of that in, in this industry. And so I had to basically figure it out for myself, trial and error, messing hats up and, and fixing them. And so we started making them in my garage, actually in New York, when I was living with Cynthia in a small I don't know how many square feet it was, but it felt like 400 (laughs) square foot apartment, just shaping hats and that whole thing in the living room slash bedroom slash kitchen, because that's how big it was. (laughs) And she was, uh, she has always been very artistic and had a a, a really good steady hand for drawing and, 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 and just very creative. And one day I started burning a design onto a hat and I'm like, I can't do this. I can't even do a straight line. So Cynthia started taking over the branding of the hat, uh, creating designs on on the hats. Oh wow! And I would make and design and shape them. My cousin is my partner with Cynthia, and now it's it's three of us making hats here in Los Angeles. That's dope. And it's been it's been pretty cool. Like we started out in a garage, and one day Madonna's stylist hit us up and I made a hat for her. I made uh, quite a few hats for her. And then Regulo Caro and, and then Edward James Olmos. And I uh, just had one of the founding members, one of the members of Cypress Hill here, some comedians. And it's it's been one of those things that just snowballed all through social media.
0: That's amazing. And, you know, it's Love and passion for what you do. Mm-hmm. That's all. That's all it takes. Honestly, I guess yeah. when you do it, and the way that you do it, the for the reasons that you do it, and because you truly love it, you can you can see it. So we will be getting hats from you. Thank you so much. Please. Thank you, Gilbert. Thank you for coming on the show. I I think next time we need to bring your wife so she can tell her side of the story. I want to know. Yes. I want to know how she all, views you as a dad.
2: Yeah. Um. <laughs> uh, I'm sure I said something wrong.
0: <laughs> no, uh, I, think she's, I think she's very proud of you. I think he did a good job, Cynthia. She did you. She did you good. No, I, you know, I, from what you're telling me about her, I love her. She's amazing. Congratulations on everything. Thank you. And para adelante, let's keep going. Thank you for coming on the show. I mean, we could talk forever, but tell us where we can find you. How can we follow you? Where we can get the hats on social media online? Uh, tell us all things.
2: Yeah. So my personal Instagram is at Gilbert Mezcal. My Pachuco Supply Instagram is at Pachuco Supply. Our website is PachucoSupply.com, and for Illegal IllegalMezcal.com as well.
0: All things Gilbert. All right. Well, thank you so much, Gilbert, and we'll see you next time.
2: Gracias. Thank you.
0: and we're back
1: we're back see no one even wants to hear me anymore everyone's <laughs> going to have a there's going to be a super papa
0: Duh. Um, no rally i feel like we around. should have more super we should have more super papas coming we actually yeah have... we
1: need we need a little bit more inclusivity i feel like for a long time mm-hmm. we're just kind of like mom but oh, that's oh my that's god so what about cool the guy too? yesterday who was like oh i'm a single dad and i'm like <laughs> Oh my god! And I felt like, oh my gosh, really? Wait, four, four children? Yeah, four kids. Yeah, four kids. Single dad. Almost and I'm single like, dad. Yeah. I'm like, oh dang! I'm like, so like the mom like is not around. It's like, well, I mean, yeah, we we share
0: custody. I'm like,
1: <laughs> get out of here. I'm like, so you wait, so you have weekends. a weekend? Unless like, so you have a, I'm like, so are there weekends where you don't have the kids? Like, are there like a couple of weeks a month that you just like you're by yourself at home? It's like, yeah. I'm like, ah, I feel sorry for you anymore. <laughs> no, no, no
0: cuenta. No cuenta. No, cuentas. no cuenta. No cuenta. <laughs> he was laughing. Um, anyway, not to,
1: not to, not to like, <laughs> not to diminish the work that goes when you're by yourself. <laughs> but all of us are here and, and all of us. And who, probably
0: she has the more, more of the workload than he does. Yeah.
1: and that, you know? And that's like, have, I think in this show, all of us have an understanding of like how beautiful it is to like not have your kids. Yeah, 100%. And some, yeah, and yes. have, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we've, we all are in the sort of in the same community of like minded people here that yes, understand yes. like the value mm-hmm, of mm-hmm. being by yourself.
0: This week was crazy. No school. The kids had a short week. I was like, ah, too much kids, too much kids, yes. too long. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Pick, pick or, pick or tip, tip. Yes, I have a pick this week. I think I told you, well, you guys heard on the show that we were. We attended the final of a junior chef master and the yes. kids got obsessed after that. So, Sabina has been cooking away with me.
2: Aww. And
0: I was looking for, for mittens for the hands so she can help me take out things out of the oven and things like that. And I couldn't find some for for kids. But oh, finally, yeah, my sister. Ta- you said, were talking about that. Yeah. You said just search for mittens for little hands or for small hands. <laughs> <laughs> for small hands and i yes. did and they fit me by the way because <laughs> i have small hands but i found the perfect mittens for the children they are from the brand KitchenAid. and they are kitchen aid beacon two-tone mini oven they're so cute they're small tiny but they help and there were only like 14 dollars so now we have our little mittens, and and Sabina is like super excited to just open the oven, things bring things out, and she's having a blast. Like, she, every time I'm Aww. cooking, she's like, what do you want me to do? So she's really getting into it. She's really getting into oh, it.
1: Oh, I love it. She needs to come over to my house. We should do like a yes, weekend yes, with the kids and cook we something
0: should. together. Let's do that. That's, that would be fun. Let's look at our calendars. Maybe by May or something. <laughs> but yeah, those are... But true. Hashtag true. I mean, but seriously, the mittens, KitchenAid beacon, two-tone mini oven, perfect for children, perfect for small hands, and they protect a lot. Because I saw a lot of mitten ovens for kids, and a lot of the reviews were like, because they're for children, they think it's pretend, so they don't really do them thick. And then the heat goes through, but this one doesn't. So if you want to involve your child more in the kitchen, those are perfect.
1: Okay, so I know that I always saying that my tip is going to be to pre-order my cookbook, Asada, so that's going to stay. Please order Mm -hmm. my cookbook. I need to remind, I will remind everybody for the next, you guys are going to get tired of talking about this for, (laughs) please pre-order the book, order the book, anywhere books are sold, Asada, the art of Mexican style grilling, please, 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 please. Okay, but my second pick, if you all, I hosted Baby Shower, I co-hosted, I would say, Co co hosted because there was three co hosts. Co host. Baby shower for my to your friend. Co co Coco. And I was in charge of the baby onesie station. And by, digo, no me by the, the words, way, yo, I killed it. Pero, pero, I feel like I won. Like I created the best part of the games and interact. <laughs> oh, okay. okay Not okay, that okay, it was okay. a contest. Not that it was a contest. In my mind, it
0: was. And but I like, won. I made the best, I won. the best onesie.
1: No, I didn't win the onesie competition of like decorating it, but I won. And the co hosting that, like, no, you did. It, you was, did. A it hit. was great. It was a hit. It, it was, was a hit. hit. It was a hit. So, I am going to send this screenshot of everything I bought to producer Beth Hush and put together, like, my ultimate. Because I bought this, and this is all you need for a successful Wancy station. I was mm-hmm. trying to, like, Google and see. I went everywhere, like, what should I buy? What it is? what like, what is What would make it good? And I, I think I overanalyzed it, but this is everything I bought. Mine is the Weber charcoal kettle grill cover, obviously. <laughs> but this is all I bought, and it was a success.
0: It and, was. People really
1: got into it. Yeah, the only thing that's not here is my little iron, my little cri- cricket iron.
0: That was the cutest thing ever, by the it way. Is cute. I
1: mean, but you can use it any iron. So I don't cute. think it's needed, but
0: it was like a cute
1: little iron that I have at home.
0: <laughs> for my what do you use that for?
1: because i have the cricket machine and i can buy and i can make any sort of stencil to put in
0: stuff oh, i don't nice. know
1: because i have nice. the whole cricket situation at home remember
0: people got really into it people were they very were beautiful. Creative. they I were beautiful i was like where were these where were these people in my baby shower my one that's what were i said like. but thing, because i think because
1: is what you, you offer you had all people. the right things yeah i had that's I, true. I i, I, I really cuz i have done these before and i think that the, the like these markers i use had both fine tip and, and and thick tip and then i had these stencils i think people want to do stuff but if you have a stencil like it's easier for people and then you had little these self-adhesive patches were wonderful and mm-hmm. perfect mm-hmm. they were like really small
0: it was so cute it was good shout out to you brisa I did a good job but i think i won on the onesie contest even though no one was declared a winner in my mind i am I won. I won as like the organizer, and then you won as the actual artist. Yes. Thank you, Risa. We oh. all. that ya nos, ya nos coronamos aquí online in front of everybody. And hopefully,
1: none <laughs> of the co-hosts are listening to the show, and they're gonna be like, "What do you mean she won? She, she did. not say have to clean up afterward. I mean, she won. She was there to set up. Listen, the I brought the station Wansy station. Listen, I brought the Wansy station. Okay, I may have not been there. To put on flowers on the table, I may have not been there to pick up the chairs and tables or
0: throw the trash well, out, the but I brought the station and the
1: game,
0: and the game. They were great. They were great. Anyway, thank you for another week. This is our show, and we will see you next time. Bye. Don't forget to pre-order the book, guys. Bye.
1: Hey, sisters, thank you so much for listening. Hope all of you guys are subscribed to our newsletter. If you're not, make sure you hit that subscribe button on supermamas.com. We will be sending out invites to upcoming events, promos, and super cool surprises your way. And of course, you can always keep up with us through the gram at underscore supermamas and on Twitter also at underscore supermamas and in the face at podcast
0: Oh, one more thing. We want to hear your Super Mama moment of the week to share with all of you sisters. Call into our hotline, 424-329-3707 and leave us a message or simply email us a voice note to hello at supermamas.com. Very soon, we could be featuring you on the show. Please remember to leave your name and Instagram handle for a chance to be featured. Much love. And see you next week,
1: Super Mamas!